Love Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to another segment of Broadcast and Politics with Cisco Costa. And tonight we have our guest. She's coming back for another round, author Annie Burdell. Annie Burdell is a self-proclaimed advocate of educating women in the art of personal protection and self-reliance. Annie Burdell gets past the hysteric of preparedness and brings it back down to real-life events. She'll be on in a couple of minutes. But let's get back to the biggest news that has hit us today to a disappointment to the Democrats. It's the Robert Mueller report. The Democrats love Robert Mueller because he was going after President Trump. Then when the verdict came down that there was no collusion, no obstruction of justice, they came out and said, oh, now he's a Republican. So, you know, they keep going back and forth. But I took the time to at least read the first 60 pages of the Mueller report. And this is what's interesting. It says here, we did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. How much more clear is that? (laughs) Okay, so that's one. And, now, and there's many more. There was no collusion. Collusion, you know, basically conspiracy. There was no conspiracy between or coordinating uh, of real, uh, agreements between the Trump campaign and the, and the Russians at all. So basically it says we understood coordination to require an agreement tactic or express between the Trump campaign and the Russian on election. That requires more than two parties taking actions that were informed with we applied the term coordinating in the sense that we stated in the report we didn't the investigation did not establish that the trump campaign coordinated with the russian government in its election interference activity i mean do the democrats and the and their lackeys in the media do they do not understand what that actually means that's very clear Totally very clear. So I really, really, uh, I'm amused. I'm, I'm totally amused that they wanted the report. They have the report. And now they're going to have a miserable weekend because the report did not contain the information that they wanted. And I bet you the chiefs in the Democratic Party do not take the time to read the report. Not even the first. It's in the first two pages. Very clear. So I'm just basically enjoying this. Not because I'm a fan or a big fan of, you know, or, or you know, I find that Trump totally perfect. No. It's just the fact that, you know, they pin their hopes on <laughs> this report. And the report comes back and just slaps them in their face. Now we have the media manipulating and saying, well, we think, we believe. Well, those are opinions. They're not facts. Okay. So 
I think, and then we, we have the, the socialist Democrats basically saying, hey, you know what? <laughs> uh, you know, we should impeach them. So it's, 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 it's going to be fun. And the 2020 elections are going to be even Get your popcorn. Sit back and enjoy the comedy, the circus that's coming to, to America in 2020. Because forget about the report now. The Mueller report is done. Totally. It's gone. There's no, they can't stand on the report any, anymore. You know? Yes, they'll continue. They'll continue and harp on the, uh, on the, uh, on the report. But anyway, let's bring on Annie Burdell. Annie, how are you? Hello, Hello. can you hear me? me? Yes, I I can hear you twice now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's a bit of an echo. It it must be it it must be uh, something in the air in Indiana. (laughs) It's the weather, actually. Okay. By the way, uh, I, you did hear my little um, monologue, and it's basically very, very to the point. I took the time. The first two pages basically gives you what the report is all about. And uh, so let me uh, let me get a little take on on the report. What, what do you think? I actually haven't read it yet, completely through. I've picked okay. up on some other people's opinions, which is just that. Um, I personally feel like it was, you know, did it need to be done? More than likely. Is it going to satisfy all parties? Absolutely not. Are we going to still be in a shit storm? Absolutely. So. Fantastic. Um, any, I, I, can you give us a little more description? We're, yeah, we're definitely having a, a little issue with uh, the uh, communications tonight. Um, I, just b- briefly, w- tell us a little bit, a bit about yourself. I'll tell you what, let me call in from my other phone real fast okay, while I'm talking. And yeah, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, you're on the air. Um, you have something to, um, in regards to what my little my monologue that I just basically uh, went ahead and, and, and stated my my opinion. Four zero seven six nine four. Are you in the air? Hello. Okay, eight one two. Annie, you're back. I'm back. Is this better? Mm. We'll have to deal with it. We'll have to deal with it. It's, um, it's not any better. Yeah. yeah. But we are, we're, 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 we're getting dumped by huge amounts of rain right now. So, And I'm on satellite hookup. Right. So that, that it's like a little echo. But uh, we'll, 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 we'll get through this. Uh, briefly, uh, if you can give us what What's your, you know, a little bit more about your background? Yeah. Um, my name is Annie Burnell. I run the site properchicks.world, and I run all of the Proper Chicks sites on Facebook, and mm-hmm. we talk and deal with preparedness in the world that we live in now. Yours okay. is, uh, yours is the yeah. peak one. 
So, so basically, oh, now that sounds better. So, um, what is the? Um, how long have you been? How, how long have you been prepping? Uh, it was a lifestyle for me growing up, so it's an easy transition to the times that we live in now. I grew up on a on a farm in Ohio. So we were always about making sure that we had everything we need ahead of time because we lived so far out that any time we had some kind of, we lost power a lot. You know, we had snowstorms. We got flooded a lot. So we were cut off, cut off from the rest of the world. We grew our own vegetables and raised our own meat and, you know, did all that things that are the cool things nowadays for preppers. So uh, most of my life, but Prepper Chick started in 2011 when I really went mainstream with it, try and wake people up to the different avenues of preparedness and why we should be prepared at all times. Right. So have you seen an increased number of uh, women and and individuals that are prepping now, especially with the conditions and and the the uh, geopolitical uh, situation around, around the world? Oh, absolutely. And I think that's um, a big thing, and I appreciate what you do, because we need to, as preppers, we kind of get caught up in the world that, you know, Yellowstone is going to blow, or we could have a Carrington event, which is an EMP basically from the sun, or North Korea is going to set off an EMP, or something strategic like that, and we fail to pay attention to politics, because we don't understand it. We We don't appreciate it for what it is. Um, so I think that's very important to bring to people's forefront. And I think it's right now in the world that we live in now, it's even more right. so important. Right. So one of the, one of the things that, that I, I wanted to cover, and I know we've covered some of it in the past, but it's the, the whole situation, the title of this program uh, for this program, The Stepping Stones to Civil War in the U.S. Where do you see, what are the, the symptoms that can lead to us to, to, uh, to civil war in, in the U.S.? Well, I, I think we're seeing a lot of that right now with this back and forth between the power struggle between the Republicans and the Democrats and who is right and whose interpretation of what's going on is correct and who needs what and, you know, Uh, it's hot on the agenda right now. There's been a lot of chatter uh, on my side of it pertaining to a civil war. There's also a lot of chatter on the political side where we're seeing states that are talking about splitting, succeeding from the union, starting, you know, their own thing. You know, California had just talked about that, you know, spouting off at the mouth without regard to how much federal funding they would lose because of it. So I think it's, it's there. What it's going to take to set us over the edge, it's hard to tell. Um, right, right. We are watching vehemently the 2020 election in regards right. to who's going to win that, even who's going to be elected you know, to, to each seat. So it should be interesting coming up. Yeah. For, uh, 407-694, do you have a question for Annie? How prepared does she think her community is? How prepared do I think who is? 
your community? My community? I actually just moved to this community in June. I bought a little cabin in the woods in the middle of nowhere, and I can assure you that the community that I live in right now, outside of my uh, group, the circle of people that I have around me, is not very prepared at all. We live in a very... Um, we just uh, declared <laughs> a state of emergency last month because of the flooding. We are getting dumped on right now with uh, an enormous amount of rain coming up out of the Gulf. And uh, we, uh, the, the town nearest me is in a, in a flood zone with a, with a river and all of that. And I pulled their documents that they used for some kind of federal emergency pertaining to preparedness. And basically, in a nutshell, it sucks. I mean, the people that live in town have no idea. I have a show coming up next week discussing CERT, the Citizen Emergency Response Team, which they don't even have here. So if there is some kind of a catastrophe, you know, everybody's going to be doing their own thing instead of collectively working as a group. So I have been in discussions with the people that um, have formulated the CERT groups because I think community is a very important part of preparedness and getting through any kind of emergency. The Midwest just proved that fact with the flooding that they just went through. They didn't complain. They all grouped together and they didn't call in for federal aid or whatever, but they got done what they needed to get done to survive. And that's important. So I'm working. As I say, I'm working on that right now. Good. Keep up the good work. Okay, great. Thank you. Fantastic. So, uh, in regards to other parts of that can lead to a civil war, how about this current situation with uh, the the, uh, the illegal immigration that's happening on the border? I mean, I, I, we've talked about this. Where I have told you, I, I went on your show and I said that that, that that's basically a, a ticking bomb. Oh, absolutely agree. Not just the divide between should we build a wall, who should fund it, you know, is it necessary that we have one, is it going to stop all of the pharmaceuticals that are coming into the country, the narcotics and whatnot, opioids, but coming, you know, set the wall aside, but the disregard for human life that, you know, some of these people are misled to coming to this country because of articles that are being posted in their countries. And they're coming up here with the intention of having a better life, and they're getting up here, and that's not happening. And we see this huge, um, uh, there's, like I said, there's a divide between are, should these people be allowed into this country, how they should be treated, versus, you know, send them home. And the people, the citizens of this country are irate back and forth. The hatred is just unreal over this, and that's right. gonna that's that's like I said, a ticking bomb. Also, yeah. So uh, how would how 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 is the uh, the prepping community that you are closely associated with? What's the what 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 what's their feeling? You know, in regards. I know I know the preppers don't really like to get involved with the the politics of it, but in reality, that's something that that the community, the prepper community, has to be looking at it because it's it's critical to their, their preparedness. 
Well, it is, and preppers aren't all conservatives, and because we do have uh, quite a few liberal-minded people, we have some that are straight up the middle um, in regards to their feelings on how this should be handled. You know, as a prepper, you know, in a, in a coming civil war, you're going to have to make choices, and, you know, and it's going to depend hugely on your situation, your personal situation. Are you going to stand up and fight, or are you going to let somebody else do that, or are you going to become invisible? And I think that's where the prepper mindset is right now, is where to take a stand in this. If you have small children at home, it's, that's your first responsibility. I'm sorry, that's my opinion, but your first responsibility is to your children and to your right. family. Now, if, you, if your children are grown and they're doing their own thing and you have the resources and the time to do what you're doing, let's say, by speaking out against, you know, certain factions that are out there, then more power to you. But, you know, this coming civil war, which at this point seemingly is inevitable, you know, it's going to be different than the one that this country went through before. We have different technology. The manipulation in the media itself is unbelievable. Um, one thing that I do and that I preach on is knowledge prep, and one of the things that I do, if you follow my page, is I um, examine what's going on in other countries now, such as uh, what Greece went through and what Venezuela is going through right now, and then try and learn from that and adapt to our life here the possibilities that could happen. We've seen the Internet shut down, so where are you going to get your news from? Right. You know, that's going to be a huge thing because even right now, a lot of people are confused because it seems like we're getting stuff thrown at us from all sides, and nobody knows what the truth is anymore. I mean, you can take that. I know we were talking earlier about the Mueller report, and you know, CNN posted a story pertaining to Trump saying you know, that uh, – you know, now there's this investigation. He's screwed. He's fucked. He's never going to be elected again. And that's what CNN ran with. But if you read the entire statement that he wrote, he was specifically talking about how it's going to impede his ability to do, to do his job because his hands are going to get tied on so many things. That's a real possibility when it's coming up. And I think that's where a lot of people are branching out away from mainstream media and trying to find shows like yours that actually get to the truth of the matter and that's going to be very important coming up yeah i i totally agree the, the, the this whole situation with the uh you know uh the constant attack and and and, and not allowing the uh the president to go ahead and do his job it's is really a, a huge problem but what i see even greater of a problem is if if he doesn't get reelected, because if we get a socialist in, in the White House, I can guarantee you that we're heading in the direction of Venezuela. Uh, that's, 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 well, that's, I mean, eventually, realistically, we are going to have another Democratic president. It's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen, whether it's next year or four years from then, or eight years from now, it doesn't really matter. We're going to have one, and we need to be ready for that because we've already seen how they've showed their hand, what their hot tickets are, such as gun control, uh, immunization control, you know, things like that, at the border itself. So we know it's coming, and we're biding our time, 
you know, if Trump gets reelected, and I'm not a proponent of Republican Democrat or anything like that, but you know, we might have a little bit more time to be prepared. But re- reality is, we're going to have another Democratic president eventually. Well, I, I don't disagree with you on that, but I, what I would say is that, well, I'll go back to it. Let me, uh, uh, Triple One, you have a question for Annie? Yeah, I, I do, man. Uh, the, the part about, like, prepping uh, for emergencies and natural disasters, you know, all of that makes perfect sense. But it's a little weird to hear you guys say if there is a, political side who doesn't agree with what I agree with, should we start preparing for civil war or the idea that the other side is some type of evil entity out to destroy? Like, how the hell did this course get here? Like, do you really think everybody on the other side is like some kind of not to well, out to hurt you or something? Like, this is, well, well, let me, wow. let me, let me, let me, let me, let me get, uh, let me uh, respond to your, to it. We 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 are we have a crisis in on the border. If you haven't seen that, uh, that's number one. Okay, we have a, 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 a political party that is encouraging more people to come here. We're becoming a tribal. Uh, we're, we're going into tribalism, just like what happened in Yugoslavia when Yugoslavia broke up into different factions. So if you don't if you don't think that this is we're heading into a civil war with so many different factions. Uh, I think I think you're 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 not seeing the the big picture. That Baylor, I think you're naive, and I think you you present the other side as the worst of the worst instead of the same Americans who had the same experience you had, eating cereal and watching Saturday morning cartoons, running for the school bus. Uh, all you know, all the different American thing barbecues on the fourth, like all the different things they experienced that right. you experienced. Just because we have political right. differences, don't mean that we got to turn this. In. And when you say you know the most divided time, hey man, we've had some really divided times here and got past them without another civil war. So I I don't know if this conversation is constructive when we start talking in those terms and we're making the other side into something worse than Hitler. So this is just, no. Well, can this I, is can my I say statement. something? Go ahead. Go ahead. Can I address your your yeah, statement? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go uh, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Annie. Well, I think I think first of all, um, let me correct a couple of things. We're not advocating civil war. I completely do not want to have a civil war in this country because, you know, we've seen it before. The good guys and the bad guys both have casualties. What I'm saying is we're following algorithms, and this is what the chatter is right now in this country. You can't swing a dead duck without seeing that. Now, you're assuming, we're re- or I'm referring to, a civil war between such as Republicans and Democrats. That's not what I'm saying. If we do anything, it will be our government versus the people. Not citizen against citizen. I'm talking about the powers that be who are trying to do everything they possibly can in order to retain the power, the wealth, and and everything that comes along with that in order to stay status quo versus those of us who work our asses off for a living and are trying just to live. That's what I'm saying. We're already seeing this country turn into a police state. You'd have to have your head in a hole somewhere to not see that. 
that's yeah, yeah. So that's, that, that, that's been in process for a long time. But it, I guess you could say in every industrialized state today, uh, you would see that. I, I think social media does a disservice uh, because you have yeah. the worst of the Absolutely. worst conversations yes. with the worst yes. argument that can be provided from the people you disagree with, and then we start assuming that whole swaths of the country are that. That's what I'm saying. So when we have this discussion yeah. and somebody says civil war, like, do, do people understand what that means? We're not talking about them sitting down and, and, and signing paperwork. We're talking about, you know, the most atrocious and vicious war that's ever been fought on U.S. soil or by, you know, by well, out, when that. we reference that, we have to know what we're talking about. And I, I, I got to uh, say, man, I, I think this conversation leads to uh, a lot of people who want to hurt other people who they feel like they disagree with politically, and therefore those people are expendable. Well, well that, that goes that's back it. to that's the fact that point, we as humans, we don't know how to talk anymore without being offended and then getting angry. You and I can sit down and have a civil conversation, I'm assuming. But because of Facebook specifically, where people have a tendency to hold up in their own homes and not get out and talk to their neighbors and have discussions about we used to have families that were, that held Republican and Democrat, both parties, under the same roof. You can't do that, it seems, nowadays, because everybody fights. No, my, my way is right, and I'm sorry, you know? And it's splitting our families apart, and that's sad to see. We have to be able to communicate, and we have to be able to sit down and talk about these tough situations, or we will fall apart as a country. Yeah, and, yeah. and that gets back to the reality portion of the social media thing. So when you got social media and people looking for sources that validate what they already think, then you're dealing with distorted reality. You're not even being able to come to a consensus on normal, simple things, and that's why things are so divided at this point. Man, look, we, we need a class for elders about Internet, uh, internet awareness about so people will know <laughs> what's a fake yeah. website, what's actually not a real picture, what's Photoshop. Like, we've got a lot of people in that 50 to 60 demo who we just released onto the Internet and didn't know that people were going to prey upon them for their time, for their attention, for their money. Oh, hold and up now these people are I'm coming into the world. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't let me you in there. You know what I mean. But, you know, and you know I understand what, I mean. what you're an, saying. An example is just an example, you know, not the whole group. No, yeah, I understand yeah. completely. But we have intelligent people that don't know what's truth and what's not anymore. Well, but let me let me and let me interject have... here. Let me interject here. First of all, first of all, my radio show that I do on a weekly basis here, we we basically do not talk just we're not fake news. We talk reality. I I'm a, I'm based on reality and reality is what I see on a global scale. I'm a world traveler, and, and, and I'm very, very aware of what's going on everywhere. And in Venezuela, 12 years ago, was a, a, one of the richest countries in the world. It broke down what? through socialism. It broke down sorry? through socialism. I'm sorry? No, Venezuela was, no, Venezuela was very poor for the past 40 years. No, Venezuela has to... Highest rate Venezuela. of illiteracy, highest, high, lowest let, rate of are, are uh, you, caloric let me, intake. Let, no, let me finish. Let me finish. Venezuela has the most largest refineries of gasoline and, and oil in the world, higher than Saudi Arabia. You're incorrect. They were very well off. They became poor when 
uh, uh, Mr. Chavez became president of Venezuela because he, the same thing that the Democrats here are, are, are preaching, basically going, giving everything away. Healthcare. Okay. Well, college, well tonight, 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 anybody who just heard this exchange, I want you to look up Venezuela 30 years ago, and you'll see they had the highest illiteracy rate in the Western world, lowest caloric intake, meaning people were starving, uh, the highest proportion of homeless there and that was how Chavez and that you know Chavista revolution that's how they got elected because things were yeah, so dire and, 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 and where is and where sir sir, sir hold on, hold on. let me let me let me let me just correct the record I'm not gonna like I'm not trying to beat with you but when you say that they had the second most oil holdings you know globally yeah they got a lot of oil same thing as that's here right. like like that's that's like when politicians tell us about the GDP oh the GDP is doing great Okay, how does Main Street doing? Don't tell me about the GDP and, and how Apple and Google are doing. Tell me about how normal families are doing. Same thing over there. So, yeah, they had a lot of gold, oil money, but the majority they of the citizens there didn't see a cent of that. Like, that's, you know, that's just not a so, so, not a so, so do you So do you agree with what Chavez and, and, and Maduro have done to Venezuela? Today people can't even have something to eat. They're eating from the garbage can. That's what socialism has done to Venezuela. So you agree the with socialism? In the garbage can here. No, I'm not a, well, I'm not I'm a asking um, you. fan of those people. But the point is, like, I don't do loyalty oaths. I don't do uh, barging questions either. But, like, when we talk about things, we have to be a little more intricate with how we do it instead of this whole, oh, so do you support such and such or such and such? Like, this is McCarthyism type stuff. Like, we don't, we as Americans don't do that. Like, when did we start doing that within conversation? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I've never been to Venezuela. Don't know that much about it, so no, I wouldn't sit up here and try to well, uh, trumpet well, I, their success I, 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 or their I, I, failure. I, I, I don't know them. I do. I, I do know. I do know a lot about Venezuela, and I do. Yeah. So I, I, I yeah. Like I so said, Google I, I, what I, we just that exchange we had a few minutes ago, and I'm like, <laughs> just Google that tonight. Uh, all right. So, you, so, so do you want a, a similar? Type of government like uh, like Venezuela had with Chavez here in the U.S. The U.S. has the government that it has. We're not going to change our government. So wh- no. like, why would that even be a talking point? You see what I'm saying? Because okay. the, because yeah, because the Democrats have been pushing socialism. No oh, man, come on. What the do you, Democrats come on, are funded by the same big the big the Democrats are funded by the same big money donors the Republicans are. Please stop with the two-party, two-team nonsense. I, I don't do that. I'm, I've been past but that. Can I ask a question? That our government's never going to change. What do you mean by that? Well, we're not going to change the, the structure of our government. What is it? Uh, you know, a republic with Democratic uh, ideals it's, added it's, into no, it. No, no, that's, that's, no, that's no we're, we are a con- wait, wait, hold, hold on. We're, we, are a consti- we are a constitutional republic. That's what we are. Okay. We're not a democracy. If, if, I didn't say we were, but okay. But fundamentally, mm-hmm. uh, and the, only thing that's keeping the U.S. hasn't changed since, what, 1950? Like, no. So, no, the U.S. is not going to change. It's going to be a representative republic. The things that can be changed are, can we get money out of elections? Can we yeah. uh, okay. change term okay. limits? Like, there are things we can change. It's like, it's like hardware and software. The hardware is going to be what it's going to be, but the software we can update and change, and that's what most American generations do, generationally. Uh, We used to do things in a certain way, and now we don't. We change them. But as far as, like, fundamentally changing the hardware, like, no. 
Who's going to run on? No. I disagree. <laughs> yeah, we, we we disagree because I, I we're, promise we're, you we're, the take your gun party will not win. Okay, I we're promise not. you. No, no, no. <laughs> My point is, the only thing that keeps us as a constitutional republic is the fact that we have an electoral college, and this country was founded on the Constitution. We have factions in this country right now with huge amounts of money that want to stump our electoral colleges so that we we can get to a popular vote, which we've seen in this last election, and something that Nancy Pelosi herself is spearheading, along with funds from George Soros and all of their money. That's huge. If we lose that, we lose this country. Hold on, ma'am. Ma'am, I'm old enough to know that every time there's an election, every four years, the losing side, if it's not a landslide, says, why don't we go to the popular vote? The electoral college is out there. Like we always have this conversation. Like, why are people acting like this is going to change anything? No, we're going to keep the electoral college. It's not going anywhere. And the same people arguing against it right now, when they win based on it, then they'll be trying to protect it. So I'm, I'm not swayed by that at all. All right, got uh, uh, Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let you get back to y'all stuff. All right, hold on. 314-381. Um, you have a question for Annie? My best friend. All right, man. Yeah, that's a, good one. a nudge. Yeah, I have to keep him in check sometimes. Oh, man. <laughs> Coming in. And, of course, right, he man. keeps okay. me in check, too. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we, but in all honesty, there is underlying efforts to destroy the fabric of the United States. Very good. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It, now, you don't notice it right offhand, but if you pay attention to the course of events that occur, I mean, from something down to even like a Ferguson riot, which I know Ferguson very, very well. The people there that was rioting, looting, was not from that area. And you've seen the same sort of action when Trump was elected that was going on in different cities where you had people protesting marching with flags, mostly of Latino extraction. So there is something going on, and we have to pay close attention to it and make sure that it's not successful in its attempts. Those are not things that change the characteristics of any country. Matter of fact, if we want to talk about a riot, uh, when we threw that man's tea in the water a long time ago, uh, before this republic was founded, uh, that's called a riot. That's a rebellion. Uh, the fact that a couple of weeks ago when Virginia won the NCAA championship, they rioted, flipped cars, set stuff on fire. Like, yeah, you're going to have rebellions and outbreaks. Uh, don't clutch your pearls and think that the world is ending because some young people tore up some stuff. Well, that's not true because well, I you know, know I'm not that preaching that the world is going to end. I'm just preaching that we need to prepare for what's coming up. And you would be yeah. stupid not to think that we're in the throes of something serious here. Yeah. And let me tell you what happened in that area around Ferguson. Because of these demands and these actions, now police just sit back and let things happen, basically. And I <laughs> yeah. asked them, why come you don't do this? Why come you don't? Well, you know, after the Mike Brown incident, our hands are basically tied. And so what you have is a runaway of, mm-hmm. you know, crime, criminals that's mixing in with the general population who don't have that in mind, and you're starting to see changes. You're starting to see long-established families that's uprooting and fleeing, not moving, but fleeing. 
and Naj, these things are happening. And uh, so I guess tell, I have so to be admitted. Me, uh, civic civic servants paid by the public were not doing their job because they didn't like some people's reaction to them. Is that what we're doing? Civic civic service that was paid by the by the public, whereas the the civics or the people were not performing their civic duty by getting involved in the, the behavior of their employees. That's right. the okay, major so thing. Let, 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 let's take your example and, and, and stretch its logic there. So if I'm a fireman and some guy flips me off in one section of town and I don't like the people in that section of town, uh, we shouldn't pull the truck up there. Let whatever it is burn down, right? That's, that's what you're saying? Like, well, no, on, that's dude, not what I'm saying. Thing. I'm saying oh, that I police, like I asked the police. One at a time. One at a time. Annie, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, I can assure you 100%. So let me tell you a quick story. So when I had a day job before I retired here, uh, I worked in the pizza industry. Had a delivery driver who was shot point blank in the chest with a 22, died on the spot, face down. The police didn't bother to respond because he was in a bad neighborhood. They gave it 20 I'd minutes give you another, because it, it was a drug dealer. So I'd give you on the way example. to the hospital... I'm sorry. On the way to the hospital, when they started to cut his clothes off, which they delayed, too, because they figured he was a drug pusher, did they find out who he actually was? He was already dead by that point. They had acted as they are supposed to. That kid might not be dead right now. That's not the only time that has happened. I have personal friends who are police officers. I've trained their spouses on firearms because Mm. our police department does not have the training that they should have. And you know what? They tell me, every single one of them, their goal is to make sure they get home at night. And they'll do that whatever way they have to, which means not getting involved and just cleaning up the mess when they get there. Well, they shouldn't take the job. That's reality. Yeah. They they shouldn't take the job. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They do. Let me give you those examples. They do take the job. Yeah, yeah, oh, let me give you another though. example. You're, 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 this, you're stealing money from the public. You sign up and take an oath yeah. to do certain things, Nobody and you cares. don't do them. Like, stealing money. Nobody police cares reaction. anymore. One, one, one person at a time. One person at a time, please. Uh, three, one, four. You know, we had another case where the, the store owners called the police on a gentleman, he happened to be black, that was casing up and down outside the store. Two police officers arrived. One female white, one male white. They tried to stop the man to question him, and then they physically tried to hold him, restrain him, and he pulled and broke away from him. Okay, <clears throat> they pulled out their taser and tased him. It didn't do any good. He kept walking away from him, got about 20 feet from him, p- turned around, pulled out a weapon, and shot both police officers. Now, luckily, <laughs> they had on their body armor, and he ran about one block and a half from, this is in Bell Fountain, Missouri, and locked himself in his house, I guess, hoping that when he come out later, that things are going to change. Well, you know, this is after Mike Brown. Now, if that had been before, well, they probably would have used more force to confine this individual, which I think they should have because it almost cost them their life. So, yes, when you have these actions, these riots and things like I've seen in Ferguson, now you have the authorities are pulling back and saying, well, let things work its way out like it will, then we will respond later. 
That's wrong. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Bianchi, you, you shouldn't fall asleep with the TV on. You get movies mixed up with real life. I don't have a TV, uh, Narge, <laughs> by the way. Well, let me, let me give you another personal story that from me. That is an amazing story. He took a tape well, and Naj, away, turned it, around, hit two cops. It happened in Bell Fountain. Listen to me. You can Google it. Police shot in Bell Fountain, Missouri. Google it and you read the story. It happened there at uh, Chambers Road and uh, Bell Fountain Road at that shopping mall. Uh, I want I want I want to I want to go to uh, the Robert Mueller report because my my monologue was basically straight to the point. I actually started reading the report. Most in the media are basically manipulating what the report is all about. And it clearly says there was no collusion or obstruction of justice by no one in the Trump administration or Donald Trump. What's your take on it? Uh, let's go with uh, Triple One first. Well, I, I haven't read it yet, so I don't okay. plan on looking into it until maybe next week after all the noise kind of dies down around it. I'll start, yeah. to, you know, peeking through it. But honestly, uh, make yourself a journalist. Uh, you got a boss. And they say, okay, what are the most salacious pieces you see in this? What sentence becomes the, the head of your, uh-huh. of your article? And you find that, and that's what you run with, because why? You get clicks and views for it. So, no, I don't blame the media for going with the biggest thing. If it bleeds, it leads. That hasn't changed since the 1800s. So, of course, they're going to do that. And on the right, they're going to go the other way. They're going to say, completely exonerated. This shows that nothing bad happened and everybody's lying on us. So, I mean, you're going to get ridiculous overstatements from both sides. Now, who you choose to believe, that's where we start to get into the American psyche, where we've decided uh, truth is only what already, uh, uh, you know, what we already think, and then we just reinforce (laughs) it. All right. 314. Well, you know, I never have in my life seen media so bad as I witnessed. I'm from the days I'm from the days of Walter Cronkite, Dan yes. Rather, and Peter Jennings. Yes. yes. And this is a difference between darkest midnight and brightest day. That's as much as I can say about it. Annie, your 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 take on it again. Well I think it's a, a very real responsibility for any self-dignitized journalist to, to look into this stuff. Um, now, I think that at this point in time, we have very few of those people that exist in the world, because I think um, if you follow the money trail back, all of our mainstream media is pretty much controlled by the same people. So the American public is being force-fed the information that they want us here and that's it and usually about the time something like this happens it's because they're trying to cover up something else that's really going on so you really need to pay attention to the man behind the curtain because they're very good at that and uh, you'll see eventually something will be uncovered that they've wanted to hide and distract us mm-hmm. by using something like this good good that's a good analysis. Now, the, the other, the other hot, hot topic is still the situation on the border, which I just briefly covered with Triple One. Uh, 314, I, I, I said to Triple One, 
that's a serious issue that we're having on, on the border. I mean, this could, this, this can really, it's just a, t- a ticking bomb on the, uh, on the border. Well, you're absolutely right. It's just plain sense that to enter a country, you enter that country with the standards that it's set. Do people mm-hmm. be permitted to enter the country? You know, it doesn't make any logic for people to seek refuge into a country. You seek refuge out of the country to permit you to come into the country. At that point in time, then you can seek asylum. But the way it is now is totally dangerous. People come into the country illegally, seek refuge, and while their case is being heard, which may take years, they can have children. Now, once their case is heard and it's determined that they do not have a legitimate reason to seek refuge and you got to go, now the argument comes up is that you're separating families. This is very <laughs> dangerous, and I hope that this president puts nips it in the bud. Annie? Annie? Well, yeah. boy, this is an open-ended question, isn't it? Um, so yeah. do I think that the process of these people coming across the border needs to be slowed down and controlled? Absolutely. Because right now we're seeing um, specifically um, not just people that are trying to escape their countries because of, you know, bad things that are going on there. We're seeing now because of the amount of people coming across the border, people from other countries, um, you know, M13 gang members and whatnot coming across under the guise of, you know, escaping and just following with the rest of them. They're bringing with them diseases that we haven't seen in I don't know how long, mumps and measles, which is a whole other show, but things that we haven't seen in this country for a very long time. I know there are certain people that are being monitored for Ebola on the border right now. And as far as families, yes, we see good people that are trying to escape the bad in their country, get up here and have a better life. Um, and that have been lied to about the process to do that and who are coming up here and getting split from their family. But we also see an influx of children that are on their own because their parents just let them go. They don't care anymore, and they're getting caught up in the process, too, because of human trafficking, which is a huge problem on our border. So, I mean, it is a very severe issue and right. when, as a taxpayer, we need to get under control because this country takes in what? I think there was a report yesterday of 20,000 in a matter of days that they apprehended in one city along the border. And then we have the powers that be, such as the Democrats, that want the border to stay open because then they put these people in Democratic-controlled areas to change the the uh, impending popular vote and the way that the state votes uh, so that way they can win. You know, that's what Hillary Clinton did, besides all the dead people that voted for her. But now we're seeing Trump turn that on them and say, you know what, we supply funds to these sanctuary states or these sanctuary cities. You guys take these people. And now all of a sudden we're seeing Democrats, even Nancy Pelosi change her tune on, oh, it's just dangerous. Well, no shit. We've been saying that for a long time. So it's interesting to take a step back and watch the dynamics of this. But my problem is there's a lot of innocent people that are getting getting caught up in this money-hungry 
tug of war that's going on that people don't understand. Well, I want to I want to say something. According to international law, if you're leaving a country, escaping a country, the first country you step foot is where you seek asylum. So anyone coming from Honduras, from San Salvador, from from uh, Guatemala, the first country that they step foot is Mexico. So Mexico is where basically they're supposed to stay and then apply if they want to come apply for a visa. Not the other way around that's been basically sidestepping Mexico and then coming and asking the United States to provide asylum. That's not, the, that's not following international law. Uh, we do have a well, caller. Well, maybe they did yeah, two, two, when four. When they them in the back of a semi, did they really yeah. set foot on the ground? Well, that's that's for another uh, show. Two, two, four. You have a question for Annie? Two, two, four. Okay. Uh, do not have a question. Another another hot issue that's going on right now. And I want to get everyone's opinion on it, including um, including Annie. It's the the, the current wave of uh, of fires uh, that are occurring Notre Dame in Paris. I'm glad that I was able to uh, visit uh, Notre Dame before it got burned down, uh, and also throughout you know in, in different parts of the country and, and and also in other countries and also in the in the U.S. Um, the attempt in, in, in St. Patrick's Cathedral. What what's your take on it? Anyone? Hello? Well, what you have is accidents, and you have criminality, as you was mentioning, uh, attempted criminality with the uh, Saint, what is it, the other cathedral with the man that had the... St. Patrick. Yeah, St. Patrick's. You had some churches that was burned, and you also had a member of the church set his own church on fire. So you have criminality and some phenomenal things that seem to be happening. Got it. Uh, uh, triple one. Uh, like I talked, like I just talked about a minute ago, people's opinions are typically shaped by what they already believe. So if you're on the right, you think some Muslim tried to burn down Notre Dame. If you're on the left. You assume that an old building, which needs work, uh, sometimes in renovations, accidents happen. And, you know, it's sad to see, but, you know, old buildings are kind of susceptible to fire and other damage. Uh, as far as the church burnings here, uh, it was a police, I believe, sheriff or deputy's uh, son who uh, set fire to some black churches. And they told us it was because he listened to heavy metal music. So, you know, <laughs> what are you well, let me correct you on, 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 on Paris. Uh, the, the country of France has had a wave of almost 30 to 35 church fires. That's not coincidence. Or that's, not, that's not a conspiracy. That's an actual reality. Yeah, you okay. just described I, one event and tried to extrapolate it to another. They were doing renovations well, in Notre Dame and the area where the fires started. And they, they not only had it lined out and show what started the fire, well, I'm sorry, it hurts, but you know it's a truthful thing, and that's why no, Macron and all the bi- the billionaires have offered to pay for it. Uh, if this was, like, think about this, just just understand this. This is a conservative movement, right? Here. The Yellow Vest movement in France. Right. If the Yellow Vest movement in France was to find out that some Muslim terrorists tried to burn down Notre Dame, 
you know how how bad they would react to that. And if this happened, that raggedy hustler Macron, do you know how much he would have used that to his political advantage? So he would hope that that happened because right now his numbers are in the tank. The French people hate him. The right is marching in the streets with yellow vests on, and the left didn't vote for him. So if this was a Muslim, that dude would exploit the hell out of it. Believe me. Okay. I know, but but you see, you're 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 failing to to see the other part. There's been 35 other church burning um, uh, in, in, in throughout the country of France. So what's your yeah? You just told me that. I took in that I took in that information and tried to explain that events can't happen outside of other events. The same way that Pianchi just told you, despite that kid burning down those black churches, one of the black churches, I guess another instance, the pastor in Greenville, Mississippi, burned the place up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Those are those are it uncorrelated was, events. To be specific, it was Hopewell Hopewell Methodist Baptist Church in Greenville, okay. Mississippi. But if you're if you're if you're if you're, if you're if you're familiar with what's going on in France, also you've seen that the Muslims have I mean the jihadists have actually uh, they crossed the, the the Charlie Hebdo where they assassinated journalists. They've had quite a few incidents. So, you know, your first perception is that the jihadists are the ones who are doing this. And, you know, at this black church. That was your first perception. Once you started looking more into it, the thing to do would be to find out if that first perception was correct. So after you found out that, no, this was an accident, not only is the contracting company that was paid to renovate that area uh, insured and don't have to pay for the damage that was caused, but that this was completely an accident. And they've actually listed out the things that caused the damage. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, here's another uh-huh. thing, too. At this Muslim church, they spray painted on an exterior wall, vote Trump. You had another case there at the University of Louisiana, Lafayette, where a Muslim student claimed that her hijab was yanked off. Later, she alleged, <laughs> uh, later she confessed she that she was lying. Night. Didn't want to tell her parents. She stayed. I remember that. <laughs> she stayed out. Didn't want to tell her parents what happened. Yeah. Made up that lie. But here's yeah. the thing, though. In the church where they spray painted "Voted Trump" on the outside wall, then you had this other incident in Chicago with this Jesse, one of the characters who plays on Empire. <laughs> That's right. He said that. He, so he's trying to implement and throw blame. Of whites going out attacking people in the name of Donald Trump. Yeah. That is totally yeah. ridiculous. So hope you know happened. We all agree. Cool. So we shouldn't overreact and immediately jump to conclusions. We should wait for more information and see if things are as we think they are. Or if yeah, we're but, completely but, wrong on something. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh three one four, uh and, and Annie, step in if you want, uh triple one. But you know, you're, you're you're saying that uh, you know the situation that we're overblowing the the situation by you know stepping stones to a civil war. Well, again, yeah. Jossie jo- Smollett in in Chicago basically created stirred up hatred, you know, against Trump supporters by doing what he did. And did we did we, did we all wake up the next day? Did a civil war happen? Did the sun still rise? Yes. Jesse, Jesse, whatever his name is, uh, completed a hoax and lied on people. And guess what? Everything kept going. Nothing happened. And the, nothing and drastic. The, and the world didn't change. It's okay. And the media and the media and 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 the Democratic Party basically supported him. Hey man, if you're mad at them and you want to tie them to everything you don't like, go ahead and do that. 
Well, you know, I'm, I'm just, I give credence to the possibility of the Civil War. Only this time, your Civil War, the character makeup of the members that's on one side is going to be a whole lot different than what it looked like <laughs> during the American Civil War. You're going to have people like myself probably standing alongside someone that looks like the host, and we have a vested interest that we're protecting. <laughs> because we're patriotic Americans. That's what it is. I love we're America. Patriotic. Absolutely. Yeah, exa- exactly. Uh, we we have a couple more minutes, but this is has been very exciting. How about the um, the twenty twenty elections coming up? Um, in regards to, we have different candidates. I mean, we have the Democratic Party, then we have the Republican Party, and then we have an in- interesting candidate, which is Howard Schultz, the the, the uh, CEO owner of Starbucks, running as an independent. Can we? Is there a projection that we may be able to see another Bill Clinton, George Bush, uh, Ross Perot scenario? If we've become as stupid as I think we are, then maybe Uh, that might be the worst (laughs) candidate I've ever seen in my life. He couldn't handle an issue uh, piece by piece. They broke him down, just asking him simple questions. He didn't have answers to. He only had platitudes. And then after a while, uh-huh. everybody said, how the hell did this moron create that coffee empire? But, <laughs> yeah, if he's an actual candidate, we're in really bad shape as a country. Okay. Uh, Annie? I just want it over with so we can watch Walking Dead. That's the end of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, 314? Well, I don't know, Mr. Schultz. I've heard that there's a big big herd of people that's running for the presidency on the Democratic side. Some you haven't even heard of. but uh, Oh, no. I, I don't know what to say about this. Uh, I guess anyone thinks that this is not a very hard job to do. Being the president of the United States is not easy at all. Right. Okay, great. So we're down to our last minute, and um, Annie, let, let everyone know about your website and the books that you've been, you actually have in production, and the ones that you have actually written. Well, I think we hugely got away from preparedness tonight. That's for sure. <laughs> um, uh, uh, you can go find me on Proper Ticks on Facebook, or look me on look for Annie Burdell. Our website is uh, preppychicks.world, and uh, we run, uh, well, right now I have two books in print uh, pertaining to a downgrade situation and uh, how a family uh, survives through that. I have a new one coming up here the 1st of May uh, about, a, uh, of course, some kind of downgrade situation and a bunch of old people, you know, those 50- and 60-year-olds um, that live in a nursing home and how they do kidnap or go rescue their grandchildren and teach them the old school ways of doing things because we seem to have lost that skill set in this country. Fantastic. Great. Well, thank you everyone for being on tonight and we look forward to next week. We have another interesting guest on broadcast and politics and I appreciate everyone's input tonight and God bless America and have a great weekend. All right.
So, yes, that should do it for us, Annie. Um, thank you again for taking time from your busy schedule and coming on. Annie? Okay. God bless America, and next week we'll see each other again. Have a good one.